الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد This is a compilation in Urdu from the various mawais, the talks and discourses and the various statements and malfuzat of our Sheikh Hazrat Mawana Shah Hakim Hud Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi One malfuz, one extract from one waaz rather that is here which we will inshallah discuss before continuing with the aspect of the formation of character. The title that is here is Makhluk ke istihza par sabar ke maana. That when people mock someone, especially when somebody is now trying to progress in deen, this is a common problem. When a person is now trying to do what is right, trying to avoid what is wrong, and especially if somebody has been Previously in a different mode of life, he has been carefree, not too concerned about what he is doing. And now Allah Ta'ala blessed him with tawfiq, so he decided to make the change for the better. So now when he decides to make the change for the better, what is, it's obvious that shaitan is not going to go to sleep. That all this while this person was following shaitan, following what the nafs desired, now that he has decided decided to take a turn in the right direction. So shaitan is not going to go and sleep away. Shaitan is going to make a double effort. <coughs> because shaitan is losing somebody who was his follower. So one is he will try by putting wasawis, thoughts in the mind, whispers in the mind, to try and either make the person procrastinate. But now... Fine, what you're thinking of doing is good, but later. Not now. It'll, you still got time now. What's the need to now become so pious now? Live life now, later on. If that doesn't work, then shaitan will try to waylay the person with other kind of thoughts. And one of the things shaitan will do is, will use others around. This is something that commonly happens, that people around one, and sometimes those who are very close to one, they would become the impediments. They would be the ones who would start putting various obstacles in the way. And one of the obstacles is by means of sometimes taunting the person, mocking the person. So this is a common issue. And this is something we need to be conscious of and to understand how to deal with it. So This is what Hazrat is explaining here. The discussion prior to this would have been on sabr. So this is actually a continuation of that discussion. But just this portion we will read from here. That kisi ke mazak urane par sabr ke kya mana hai? That what is the meaning of making sabr when somebody is taunting you, somebody is mocking you, that now you seem to be coming a very big buzruk now. You seem to be wanting to be flying too high. All kinds of things. Sometimes this kind of correspondence come. And now somebody wants to know how to deal with this. That they decided to now do the right thing. Their own parents are now becoming impediments. That what you are trying to do, you still haven't started walking, you want to fly. Forget about all this. It's not going to happen. 
Somebody wants to know now that where you got all this so much hidayat one time. We trying for so long, we didn't get it, where you got it from some one time. Now all these are statements to try and discourage the person. If the person got so much hidayat one time, say Alhamdulillah. But now this becomes a point of Nawazubillah discouraging the person. So this is now the question that what is the meaning of making sabr when somebody starts mocking? So the answer to that is Rasta par Kaimirhana. Everything, the sabr for everything is according to what the issue is. For example, if there is a matter regarding somebody is in some grief, then the sabr would be to confine that grief within the limits of Sharia, not to say anything that is incorrect, to make any statements that are against the dictates of Sharia, na'uzubillah, to say that Allah Ta'ala couldn't find anybody else for this problem but me, na'uzubillah. This is a very, very dangerous statement, very serious statement. One should desist from these kind of statements completely. So, the sabr in that condition is not to say anything that would be wrong, not to say anything that would be against the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So now this is a different situation, that somebody is mocking, somebody is taunting, somebody is passing comments, somebody is making some sarcastic remarks. So now this is also an occasion of sabr. As we discussed last night, at every step we require sabr. But now what is the meaning of sabr in this situation? What is the dictates of sabr in this situation? So the dictates of sabr here is, Rasta par qaim rehna. To remain steadfast on the path you have taken. That is a sabr. Not that a person now gets affected by these comments. Yes, we are insan. We are human beings. So if somebody is making some negative comment, it's possible and it's often bound to affect us in some way or the other. In the sense that we might feel uncomfortable. Might feel a little bit uh, maybe irritated. Little bit annoyed. It's human nature. There are those who feel nothing, mashallah. They have built themselves up and that is the thing to do, to try and build ourselves up. Like the one poet, he puts it into a little couplet that وَلَقَدْ أَمُرُّ عَلَى اللَّئِيمِ يَسُبُّنِي فَمَضَيْتُ ثَمَّةَ قُلْتُ لَا يَعْنِينِي He is, and this is Really the issue is all often just in the mind. How we take it and what we feel about it. How we take it and what we feel about it and to what extent we get affected by it. It's all in the mind. Now this person, somebody was abusing him, somebody was reviling him. So now he is talking to himself as a way of just understanding it. He is talking to himself or he is expressing it to somebody and he's saying, وَلَقَدْ أَمُرُّ عَلَى اللَّئِيمِ يَسُبُّنِي I passed by this person who has been reviling me, this person with mean qualities now, that he is now abusing and reviling and so on. But I carried on passing, passed by there. I said, probably he's talking about somebody else. I don't know who he's talking about. Maybe look behind you and see, maybe somebody coming in the back is talking to that person. He knows he's talking to him. He's well aware he's talking to him. But he turned it away from his mind. That though he's away, he's talking to him, he says, I'm talking to somebody else. Now, if he was 100% sure that this person is addressing somebody else, it won't affect him. He's talking to somebody else, he's not talking to me. So he made his mind believe, to whatever extent he could make it believe, 
he made his mind believe that this is not addressed to me. And this is exactly what is from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu When the mushrikeen used to hurl abuse, one of the things that Abu Lahab's wife, she used to compose, na'uzu billah, compose poetry against Rasulullah sallallahu And all kinds of uh, hurtful things, insulting things. And among the things she used to do, that na'uzu billah, she used to distort the Mubarak name of Rasulullah sallallahu And in that poetry that she used to compo- compose and compile against Nabi sallallahu she used to distort the Mubarak name and instead of saying Muhammad, she used to Na'uzubillah distort it and say Muzammam, which has the total opposite meaning. Now, when this would come to the ear of Rasulullah sallam, that this is what has been said, and now she used to compile these poems after poems, but using this distortion of the Mubarak name. So what was the response of Rasulullah sallam? That Look at how Allah Ta'ala has saved me from the abuse of the Quraysh, from this uh, insults of the Quraysh, that they are reviling Muzammam. I'm Muhammad. I'm not Muzammam. I don't know who's that. That's somebody else. They are dressing and talking to somebody and reviling someone and insulting someone whose name is Muzammam. That's not my name. My name is Muhammad. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now, who was being meant was known. Nabi Islam knew that they are addressing him. But this is the lesson that is being taught. That all this is in a mind. If a person takes it too directly, he becomes too self-conscious. And he wants to take everything very personally. And he's not prepared to engage his mind in this manner. That move it out. Then the smallest thing too will become very big. Small, small things will become huge mountains. But if he engages his mind correctly, then big things will become very small. But the biggest benefit of all this is that you yourself can now continue with life comfortably. Because at the end of the day, the person who has made that sarcastic comment, the person who has said something negative, the person who has maybe even you got to know he was backbiting about you something, the person who... All these people did what they did, they said what they said, and they carried on with life like nothing happened. They forgot about it also. Who's sitting with that burden on his head? We're sitting with it. This person said this about me, that person said that about me, that person made this negative comment, that person mocked me. So we're sitting with this baggage upon baggage on our head, those people forgot about it also. Who's now suffering? We're suffering by keeping it with them. But if he took it off, got rid of it, just cast it aside, so who is lighter? Our shoulders are lighter. We carry on with life. So this again stems from another very important quality of akhlaq. We had started the discussion of akhlaq yesterday. Inshallah we will continue. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. But all this again comes from a, this, this engaging the mind in this manner. I'm no, I don't know who they are talking about. Talking about somebody else. And not to feel anything about myself. That they didn't speak to me, they spoke to somebody else. Where will this stem from? When will this be possible? There's not just some button we can press anywhere. This stems again from the reality of Tawazo. It stems from the reality 
of tawazu, humility. One is, as we expressed yesterday, that one is the external expression of various things, which generally is given the name of akhlaq. But whereas that in itself is not necessarily akhlaq, that can be just an outward expression of some aspect that akhlaq normally dictates. To be kind, to be polite. So likewise to be expressing some words of humility about oneself. No, no, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. And, or to be acting in a manner of humility and humbleness, putting somebody else forward. So it's possible that it is due to akhlaq. It is due to the reality of tawazu. And it could just be something for the moment also. Just in order to achieve some kind of other objective. But when the reality of tawazu is in the heart, that is when a person has to engage with himself. Somebody said something and they're gone. Somebody wrote something and they passed it on to you. You're sitting with yourself at that time. There's nobody else to show anything to. It's within your heart, within your mind. Now at that time, how do we engage ourselves? That will be possible to engage ourselves in this manner as we are discussing if the reality of tawazu is in the heart. One person came to ask some buzrug that uh, all these people are coming and respecting you in this way, but I don't see anything good in you. So I'm surprised that what's wrong with these people? So his spontaneous response was, I'm more surprised than you. You are surprised, that's well in his place. I'm more surprised than you. And you can't see any good in me, but I can see all the bad in me also. You are not, you are just unable to see the good in me. But I am able to see all the bad in me also. So I am more surprised than you. So I got no answer for it. Now, the spontaneous response, one is now to plan and have a nicely prepared speech about our own humility, mashallah. That me to kuch nahi or bandai haqir, faqir, pur taqseer. All these titles of humility, we can give ourselves nicely prepare good speech of humility that I am nobody and I am nothing. But if somebody else calls us the same thing, then suddenly the reality shows that this is something else. So, nevertheless, the point here again we were talking about is, that to the extent that there is this reality of tawazu, what is the reality of tawazu? That from within one, not just as a uh, passing thought, that it becomes a conviction within one. It becomes a belief of the heart. That I am the lowest of every Muslim. I am the lowest of every Muslim. This is something that must become the belief and the conviction of the heart. Because till the day that we have passed this dunya and been raised in the akhirat, and on that day we know where we stand, till then we can't claim anything for ourselves. Nobody for somebody. I too deserve some respect. I too deserve some honor. So for so long the heart has been now engaged only in that. So now to turn it around will take a while, but this is a process. And repeatedly a person is reminding himself. Such a great personality like Hazrat Mashaf Ali Tanvi the Mujaddid of the time, and his statement is that I daily remind myself. Now a person who's authored more than a thousand kitabs, who 
guided thousands of people and made them see the path and took them, guided them through to out of their sinful lives and brought them to the path of taqwa. And despite all this, this is his practice, he is saying, that I daily remind myself that you are the lowest of every Muslim at this moment in time. At this moment in time, you are the lowest of every Muslim. And as a possibility, even lower than every disbeliever. As a possibility of the future. We don't know what the future holds. Perhaps that person today, who, in whatever he is, Allah Ta'ala could bless him with iman, bless him with tawfiq of amal. What status and position he could reach, we can't imagine. And Allah Ta'ala save us, that where we could fall, we should be full of hope that inshallah Allah Ta'ala will protect us, safeguard us, take us safely through. But at the same time, we should not be heedless and fearless also. person should be concerned at the same time. He should never regard himself as immune. Never regard himself, well, I'm sorted out, I got to worry about others only, I'm fine. As soon as that becomes the thought and that the condition of the mind becomes that I'm fine, that's a very dangerous moment. That's a very dangerous situation. So in any case, this is the issue, the reality of Tawazu. Now, such a great personality is reminding himself daily, I'm the lowest of every believer. So, when a person will keep reminding himself, this is the process. All these things, there's no button to press that it will happen overnight. It's a process, it's an effort. And it's a very important and necessary effort. So, this is the aspect that we need to inculcate. So, the question that was here was that, Hazrat posed that question that, Kisi ke mazak Quran hai par sabar ke kya mana hai? What is the meaning of making sabar upon somebody's mocking and taunting? And the answer to that is that this sabar means rasta par kaim rehna. So remain steadfast. Inka mazak tumhe mutaasir na kare. Balke azam aur pukhta ho jaye. That the taunts of people should not affect one. One is getting affected little emotionally. Maybe that will happen. We are human. But should not affect one in the sense that it now brings about some change in the path that a person has taken. Uh, he is treading the path, he has now started moving forward. Uh, because of somebody's negative comments, criticism, taunts, I decided to now take a step back. That shouldn't happen. It should remain steadfast. Balke azam or pukhta ho jaye. Rather his resolve must get strengthened further. He must become even more resolved. That, and the way to now strengthen this resolve is to look back at the time, the Sahaba Ikram, when they began, Rasulullah when he began inviting towards Allah Ta'ala, did he not face this kind of situation? Being taunted, being mocked at, being jeered, Na'uzubillah, we call all kinds of titles, those who were calling him As-Sadiq Al-Ameen, now suddenly they changed the whole tune and now they, Na'uzubillah, labeling him with titles of Sahir and Majnoon, Na'uzubillah. Nabi Sallallahu is just Ignoring all these negative things and he's carrying on with what his mission is. So this is the thing to become even more firmly, uh, to be, to strengthen one's resolve and move forward. Iman wa yaqeen aur bar jaye. Aur qadam Allah ke raste se na hate. One's iman and conviction should become even stronger. This should make one even more firm and one should not move out of the path of Allah Ta'ala. Ye sabar hai. 
ان کے مذاق کو سن کر اگر یہ خیال آ گیا کہ واقعی ہم گھاٹے میں ہیں سمجھ لو کہ یہ اثر قبول کر لینا بہت بڑا گھاٹا اور ایمان کا زوال ہے پرسن لسنس ٹو دیز ٹونس اسموکنگ سمبڈیز کامنٹس These people are saying that you wasting your time, maybe really I'm wasting my time. Person who takes this effect and he starts now stepping backwards, then he's really gone in a loss. He was on the path of benefit and greatest benefit. Now when he took the effect of people's taunting, this is really a serious loss. This means that you are dead at that time. Your jadu has affected you. You have not been tamiz in the truth. مقام اعلیٰ سے اسفل میں آ گرے وٹ دس ایکچولی مینس ناؤ این اے پرسن گوٹ افیکٹیڈ بائی دا ٹونس آف پیپل گوٹ افیکٹیڈ بائی دیر کامنٹس مینس دیٹ وی ہیو ناؤ کم ان ٹو دیر اسپیل کائنڈ آف اسپیل ناؤ پرسن مسلیڈرسٹ We realize this is the right thing to do. Now because of people's comments, we are now taking a step backwards. So we lost the track. We lost the path. سمجھ لو کہ ایمان کے قلعہ کی بنیاد ہل گئی اگر کچھ یہ احساس پیدا ہو گیا کہ یہ کار اور بنگلے والے نفے میں ہے اور ہم گھاٹے میں ہے جس کے دل میں دنیا داروں کی برائے اور اپنی کم طریقہ احساس آ گیا سمجھ لو کہ اس کا سینہ اللہ کی محبت سے خالی ہے Now if a person starts looking at the people of dunya and thinking these are the people progressing, despite their sins, despite their disobedience, despite being in all the wrong things, but they are seeming to be progressing. So this is what I should be doing also. And what I am now trying to engage myself in ibadat and the worship of Allah Ta'ala and keeping away from all haram and whatever I am doing, whether it's business, whether it's my job, etc. I only want to confine myself to what is halal. As a result, it seems I'm losing out because others seem to be making huge profits out of haram, na'uzubillah. So all this is a deception and it means that this foundation of iman has been shaken. The love of Allah Ta'ala is now, has left us. Agar sina mein Allah ki muhabbat hoti aur uski ruh ne khoshay ghaybi, yani Allah ki muhabbat ka maza chak liya hota, تو یوں کہتا کہ تم سمجھتے ہو کہ تم مذاق اڑا کر مجھے راستہ سے ہٹا دو گے تو بھیجے سے یہ خیال نکال دو تمہیں کیا معلوم کہ میرے اللہ نے میرے دل کو کیا نعمتیں عطا فرمائی ہے اف اے پرسن از بلیسڈ ود دا محبت آف اللہ تعالیٰ دین وین دیز کائنڈ آف کامنٹس کم دیز کائنڈ آف کرٹیسزم اینڈ وٹ ایو ایلس کمس ہی ول رسپونڈ اینڈ ریپلائی دیٹ اف یو تھنک یو آر گوئنگ ٹو ڈیویٹ می اف یو تھنک یو آر گوئنگ ٹو ڈیریل می دین دس از just wishful thinking, you have no idea what Allah Ta'ala has blessed my heart. And this is really where everything, what it matters. What is in the heart? If there's comfort and peace in the heart, then the external things don't matter. Then a person will find comfort and peace in anything. Then if he has some material comforts also, mashallah, nurun ala nur. And if he doesn't have the material comforts also, he has the essence of comfort. But if that comfort is not in the heart, if that contentment is not in the heart, if that tranquility is not in the heart, then the things around can't give it. One is, 
اسباب راحت راحت اسباب راحت مینس آف کمفرٹ دا مینس آف کمفرٹ اے پرسن ماشاء اللہ soft bed to sleep on it's a hot day but he's got an air conditioner so he's got a means of comfort he is uh, staying at such a place or he's gone to such a place where he's just looking out at the best scenery that you can find so that also is a comforting mashallah there's a mountain there and there's some maybe ocean around and whatever else so now these are all asbab rahat he is hungry he's got the best food to eat and Whatever other material things that a person looks towards in order to try and comfort himself, all is available. But all these are asbab-e-rahat. These are the means of comfort. How many a person in the midst of all the means of comfort is contemplating suicide? Why? If the means of comfort could give him comfort, then why would he be contemplating suicide in the midst of all this? This itself is neither good nor bad. It's what we make of it. Provided it's within the limits of shariat. Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with some halal ni'mat. By all means, must use it, make shukar. Don't let it become a means of any pride. But that itself cannot give a person comfort. Comfort is something else. Comfort is in the heart. If there is comfort in the heart, then he'll enjoy these material comforts also. If there is comfort in the heart, there is sukoon in the heart, then this too will be a ni'mat for him. Then he will make use of this too and he will enjoy it, he will make shukar of Allah Ta'ala. But if that comfort is missing in the heart, then all these things will mean nothing. As that many a person, Allah forbid, in the midst of all the means of comfort, he is contemplating suicide. Why? Because something is missing inside. A person is taking tranquilizer after tranquilizer to try and fall asleep on that most comfortable bed in that air-conditioned room. But it's not happening. Why is it not happening? Something is missing inside. That heart is lacking its nourishment. That heart is lacking what it wants to be connected to. So now if the stomach is lacking its nourishment, it's going to twist in hunger. Till a person doesn't eat something, the stomach is going to twist in hunger. And he's, he's going to be restless, completely restless. So just as the stomach needs its nourishment, that is physical food, he needs to eat something. The heart also has its nourishment, it needs its nourishment. And to the extent that it will be given its nourishment, it will be in peace. And to the extent that it is deprived of its nourishment, to that extent it will be restless. And after all, the heart is king. If the heart is restless, the whole body is restless. Then a person will be looking for artificial, artificial peace, artificial entertainment to try and comfort the heart. Artificial things are just good for looking at. That beautiful fruit looking so nice, looking better than the original, but it's plastic. It's good for looking at for how long? For half minute, one minute, two minutes. Then you saw it enough now, how much are you going to look at it? But now when you're hungry, you can't eat that. You're not going to give any nourishment. It'll kill you if you eat it. So likewise, the heart needs its nourishment. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. That it is with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala that do the hearts get peace. And the remembrance primarily is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent that there is obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And together with the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, 
staying away from haram, staying away from all disobedience, all sin, fulfilling all the obligations of deen, then a person is also engaged in the constant verbal remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, engaged in tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, engaged in tasbihat, istighfar, engaged in other righteous actions, fulfilling the rights of people, being a person with the akhlaq that Rasulullah has taught, and this heart will be gaining its nourishment. And then despite the challenges that sometimes come to every person, every person, this is dunya, there's no person without challenges. Somebody of one kind, somebody of a different kind. But challenges come to everyone in varying degrees. But despite the challenges, within himself, inshallah, he'll be still at peace. So this is the aspect that is being discussed here, that when a person has truly now persevered, he didn't get caught up in those comments, in that negative criticism, in that whatever sarcasm people were now hurling towards him. He carried on smiling, carried on quietly and like nothing happened. And he makes himself believe that this is fine. If somebody said something, so what? Doesn't matter to me. But he makes his heart conducive to receiving this from Allah wa ta'ala, this sukoon, this itminan then he'll carry on with life without all the other issues that come and labor a person down, that bog a person down. He will be able to move forward. He won't get caught up in all these things. <clears throat> There's another extract here which we'll read. That روح کی نشو نما کے لیے دو حرارتوں کی ضرورت اور اس کی تفہیم ایک مثال سے ارشاد فرمایا کہ جیسے درخت کے ہرے بھرے ہونے کے لیے دو حرارتوں کی ضرورت ہے ایک داخلی دوسری خارجی what has been explained here is that in order to keep developing this روح and soul and to keep strengthening it then it has two requirements literally two Sources of heat. Like a person wants to cook something, it needs a source of heat to bring it to its uh, perfection now. Then it will get cooked properly. There's some source of heat required. So, in order to understand this, what is being explained, as it gives the example of a tree. Uh, the tree, in order to become lush and green and to now start bearing fruit, it also needs two sources of heat. One is a heat within it. From, from the ground, it takes its own heat. And one is a different external heat. Dakhili hararat ke liye darakh ki jaro mein khad di jati hai. Jisse ye hararat darakh ke rago reshe mein dor jati hai. One is the internal heat in order to create that internal heat within the tree itself. You go to put fertilizer around its roots. From this fertilizer it draws that heat within itself. So if this heat is not drawn within itself, it will dry up within itself. So this is the internal heat. This comes now from the fertilizer that has been put at its roots. And darakht ko kharijji hararat aftab ke shu'ao se pounchti hai. And then it needs an external source of heat that comes from the sun. From the rays of the sun that heats the tree externally. Ye dono hararate darakht ki nasho numa ke liye zaruri hai. Yehi wajah hai ke agar dono hararato mein se koi ek hararat bhi darakht ko na mile to darakht suk jata hai. The tree requires both these 
sources of heat, one from within it, one from outside it. And if one of the two is missing, it will dry up. It will dry up and it will die off. مثلاً اگر آفتاب کی خارجی حرارت ملے لیکن کھاد نہ دی جائے تو بھی درخت ہرا برا نہ ہو سکے گا کیونکہ داخلی حرارت درخت کو نہیں مل رہی ہے اسی طرح چاہے کتنی ہی قیمتی کھاد ڈال دی جائے لیکن اس درخت کو آفتاب سے خارجی حرارت حاصل نہ ہو سکے تو بھی درخت پھل پھول نہیں سکتا اف اٹس ماشاء اللہ گیٹنگ اے لور آف سن بٹ از نو فرٹیلائزر از ناٹ گیٹنگ دا نیوٹریئنس فرام دا گراؤنڈ ناٹ بی گڈ انف and there's a lot of fertilizer but there's no sun that too will not be good enough it needs both it will dry up otherwise isi tarah roo ki nasho numa ke liye bhi do hararaton ki zarurat hoti hai ek sheh ki sohbat ki kharji hararat aur dusri zikrullah aur ijtinab anil maasi ki dakhili hararat it is likewise for this roo to strengthen for it to grow in its Uh, strength within it also requires two heats two sources of heats one of the sages that the company of the pious the company of the ahlullah the company of son sheikh etc and the other is the zikr of allah taala and refraining from the sins this too is a source of heat so to say from within that every time a person restrains himself from some haram there is a mujahada within there was this temptation and he crushed this temptation when you crush something it creates heat this is a spiritual heat this is a spiritual heat that it creates within and that heat creates a steam obviously figuratively speaking a spiritual steam that steam can do a lot of things that pressure cooker that which would take 1 hour or 2 hours to cook will cook it in 15 minutes what is cooking it that steam because it's now locked all that steam within normally that steam would be escaping but that pressure cooker has locked everything inside it just allows maybe just some fraction of it to escape to keep everything balanced but otherwise everything all locked in there now when it got locked in there that steam what it did it cooked that what would have taken several hours it cooked it in 5 10 minutes 15 minutes time likewise when a person keeps making this internal mujahada this is creating that spiritual steam and that islah that would have taken years and that progress in a person's spirituality that qurb of allah taala which would have taken maybe years through nawafil etc which also has to be done by this steam that got created from staying away from haram by crushing that evil desire by restraining oneself from that temptation this steam that is being created that temptation to now look at something haram he was tempted to use the phone wrongly he was tempted to go to some wrong place somebody is offering something haram all these times when this temptation comes and now he is crushing it each time this is creating the spiritual steam this will cook that within himself in a fraction of the time that qurb and that closeness to allah taala which he would have taken a long time to get via the nawafil will be reached in a very very short space of time through this thing so this is that hararat and that heat that we need jis shakhs ko ye dono hararatein naseeb ho jaye uski ruh ka darakht allah ki mohabbat se sada bahar ho jata hai 
the person who has achieved both these sources of heat, then his ruh and soul, the tree of his ruh and soul, this becomes evergreen. With the love of Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. So this is something that we need to all the time make an effort on, that we create this steam within ourselves. And in this way, inshallah, we will be able to achieve our objective. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we apply these lessons. This is the object of these discussions. One is that we get to know something, some information. But information, information itself is of no benefit until it is transformed into action. Some information is for the sake of one's understanding, well and good. But those things that pertain to amal, till that information is not transformed into action, is not going to benefit us. Now this is the thing, and what we mentioned yesterday as well, and inshallah we'll keep reminding ourselves about this, that one very important aspect, after any of these discussions, for me first and foremost, for all of us, is to take some time, even if it's just a minute or two, two, three minutes, to surround and take some time to, to reflect upon what was discussed. You might not remember all the details and neither does it happen like that that a person remembers all the details. But he will remember the core issues. He will remember the essence of it. Now to reflect upon that. That this is what was discussed. Now what am I supposed to be doing now? How am I supposed to now try to apply this? How am I supposed to now try to take myself forward? We discussed sabr last night. What is the level of my sabr? What am I going to do now? Okay, now I'm in Atikaf for example. So now when I go back home, what adjustments I'm going to make to make sure that I am able to practice on the summer? What kind of reminders I'm going to put for myself? One person, for example, had a very serious problem with anger. So now he put one reminder for himself, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Put a nice, bold reminder, nicely typed or written or whatever. La taghdab. One sahabi came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he asked him for advice. So perhaps Nabi Islam might have detected something in him or through some other indications this was realized that this is the advice this person needs or because it was something required on a general note to give the advice, whatever it might have been. So Nabi Islam said to him, La taghdab, don't become angry. He asked further advice, further advice, La taghdab, don't become angry. For a third time he asked for advice, now he wants more advice. He's given the same advice for the third time. La taghdab. Now this advice that was given to that sahabi wasn't for him alone. This was for us. So the whole, whole ummad. So now a person, mashallah, put that very bold reminder and he put it where normally he used to fly off the rails. All this terminology that we make to find excuses for ourselves. That I just lost it. I lost it now. When you lose something now, it's like a mistake now. You lost it. So you don't have to worry about it. So now that's just time to just lighten the issue and make an excuse for yourself. And you got lost now. So now you can't make a big issue of it. got lost. No, not I lost it. I made a mistake. I did something wrong. Sometimes somebody used to do something wrong. So as part of the tarbiyat, so Hazrat would reprimand him. So he used to say, Ghalti ho gai. Hazrat maaf farmai, Ghalti ho gai. Now, ghalti ho gai in Urdu, literally translated, is a mistake happened. Ghalti ho gai, a mistake happened. See, look, this is also your nafs, the, the thief of your nafs. See, a mistake happened. So, mistake happened, it could be anybody else's fault also. 
Say, I made a mistake. Put the pressure on yourself and acknowledge your fault. I made, I did something wrong. Now when you bring it directly onto yourself, inshallah you'll become conscious that, well, I did something wrong, so I must rectify it also. I did something wrong, so I must be more conscious in future. We are insan, we make mistakes. We are not angels, we are not somebody that we are, can never be perfect. We are insan, we are weak insan, we are human beings who keep making mistakes. But we have to start learning to move forward and take steps ahead. So now, it's not just merely by some wish that it will happen. There's an effort required. So now, mashallah, this person made that effort. He put that bold reminder for himself. La taqdab. And now every time he's seeing it, he's reflecting. that This is the advice Rasulullah gave. So am I practicing on it? And now when he slipped up, now, I didn't make amal on the advice of Rasulullah So now I must make istighfar. I must make tawbah. And if I've done something that hurt somebody, now I must make amends for that too. Go and please the person. It might be my wife, it might be my children, it might be my neighbor, it might be some friend, colleague, whoever it might have been. Some subordinate. If it was unjustified, it was not something within the limits, where sometimes there was some disciplining required, but it went beyond the bounds. And Allah forbid sometimes things are of such a nature that it is beyond imagination, that how we make excuses for ourselves. One sister writes some situation, that now the husband is forever using vulgar languages on her, her abusing her in all kinds of ways and whatever else. So now she said to him that, uh, what are you doing? And it's a month of Ramadan, and you are using this kind of language on me. And then she said, Allah Ta'ala is going to ask you about this. She said, Allah Ta'ala will ask you why you made me swear. Wow. So this also now, it's somebody else's fault for the wrong I did. Allah Ta'ala will ask you about it. Now can we imagine when a person starts flowing in this, the tide of nafs, how nafs and shaitan just sweep a person away, that even for the worst wrongs that a person does, it just is something passed on to somebody else. If I'm doing something wrong, you're going to get asked about it. Because you provoked it. That will never happen. Each one, وَلَا تَزِرُ وَازِرَةُ وِزْرَ أُخْرَى Nobody will carry anybody else's burden on that day. The wrong I did, I'll be answerable. The wrong somebody else did, he'll be answerable. If he provokes somebody, he'll be answerable for provoking. But if I reacted wrongly, I'll be answerable for that. There will be no excuse on that day that this person provoked me, so therefore I am excused. No, no, there is no excuse. If I cross the bounds, I overstep the mark, I'll be answerable for that. Why did you not make sabr? Why did you not remain within the limits? What that person did, he'll be answerable now. Why did you not stay within your limits? So this is the aspect now to reflect upon all this. To reflect now, what am I going to do? How am I going to start applying this? Or the deficiencies I have? What events I'm going to make? By thinking, this will start digesting the lesson. As this example we've mentioned on previous occasions also, something that we should, it's a very important lesson to bear in mind all the time, that all these discussions, and whether it's here in Atikaf, whether we are listening to some advice elsewhere, this is all like we eat. So this is spiritual food. Like we have physical nourishment, this is spiritual food. But after having eaten that food, mashallah, very, very 
good food, wholesome food, nourishing food. But to derive that nourishment, it's necessary that it must digest. If it didn't digest, the person ate it, mashallah, he chewed it well, he ate it. But if it didn't digest, the digestive system, something is wrong, the nourishment is not going to be derived. It's all just going to be by the way. Likewise, mashallah, we receive the spiritual nourishment. Till a person doesn't take some time for tafakkur, for pondering, for reflecting, for thinking about it, thinking how he is going to apply himself, what changes he is going to make for the better, how he is going to try to make amends for the past, thinking about it. Until then this doesn't digest. This is the digestion. Until this tafakkur doesn't happen, it doesn't generally digest. So therefore this is very important to take this few minutes, two, three minutes, surround and reflect. And one thing also we should try to make amal on immediately. Some aspect or the other. Man amila bima alima the barakat of that amal will be, will gain more ilm. The person who practices on what he has learned, Allah Ta'ala will bless him with ilm of that which he does not know. And this is what is termed as ilm wahbi. That ilm which comes directly from Allah Ta'ala's side, which can't be gained from even books. This is not something that a person gains by external things. It's something Allah Ta'ala inspires in the heart. If you look at the ulum of our akabir and so on, one is amazed where it came from. It didn't come by them studying kitabs only, it came from a different source, it came from Allah Ta'ala. So this is the aspect that we should start looking at, okay, one thing I can make amal on. Yesterday we discussed qaza salah, for example, that now if a person has qaza, we said make one qaza now. Now a person started practicing, he started making amal, that amal will bring barakat. It will open the door for further amal. A person just now said, okay, we'll see, that door might not open. So something or the other, for example, now we discussed the aspect about not getting caught up in the aspect of people's taunts, criticism, etc. and engaging the mind positively. Then we discussed in this, that reality of Tawazu. And this will come when we keep reminding ourselves that we are nobody. Now this is one thing we can make amal on. So now that we've finished off here, surround and do this. How long it will take? It will take half a minute. 15 seconds. But to do it once, at least, I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I'm the lowest of every Muslim. And Allah Ta'ala forbid that if Allah Ta'ala's help is not with me, we are finish off. So to do it, to do it once at least, do it a few times. But now when we will take that step forward, this will open the door for it to continue, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala bless all of us with the tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanak Allahumma, bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah.